WJDC, Winter Park, Orlando, the home of the Canios Jazz Show. Enjoy. From Astoria to the Rockaways, it's time for the Queen's New Yorker. And here is the man who brings you the info, the uber, snazzy, and jazzy, Mr. Kason Dutonio! Thank you, Jason Kelly, and welcome everybody, and I do mean everybody, to this edition of the Queen's New Yorker, right here on IBM Cloud Video. It's episode nine, and we're knocking on your door for another edition. Oh, boy, wow. I tell you. Done a, haven't done a kind of a show in a while, so why don't we pick it up? We have a big topic to talk about today, folks, and I mean huge. It's a huge one. It's one of the bigger cities uh, in um, the borough and has a long history, and I do mean a lot of demographics, a lot of melting pot culture, and just an all-around type of city you wouldn't expect it to be. But it has its moments. It has its glory. It has so much going for it. And yet, at the same time, it's tucked away in a little area right off of the Van Wick Expressway. And going, and as you're cruising the Van Wick Expressway, you are passing by it when you see City Field, when you see the Big Globe, where the World's Fair used to be back in 64. I'm kind of building it up. You know what's you know what city I'm talking about, right? I'm talking about flushing. Flushing Queens, folks. That's right. And today. In our ninth episode of our series, we will be talking about flushing. Well, let's look at the Mixcloud page because that kind of tells a big story right now. Uh, this is program number nine in our series. Uh, we have a current roster of 160 followers. Thank you so much. Uh, total plays right now, 81. 1,309 minutes listened, 27 favorites, no comments, and one repost. And to all those who have been listening, especially to the premiere episode, it has gotten the most, 47 listens. Wow. So I'm wondering if everybody's just kind of getting an idea of what the show is all about by listening to that premiere. Maybe. But do listen to the other ones because they all follow a pattern. And as we go on in the series, we'll get more in-depth as we go back and cover things that are relevant to these cities. They all go in alphabetical order. 
They started with Astoria. They'll go to the Rockaways, just like Jason Kelly has said. From Astoria to the Rockaways. That's right. We cover it all in the borough. So let's look at Flushing Queens. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, grab your iced tea, whatever you're drinking, and let's delve into this New York City borough neighborhood that is Flushing. Well, it's a neighborhood, as you know, (laughs) and while much of the neighborhood is residential, downtown Flushing, centered on the northern end of Main Street in Queens, is a large commercial and retail area and is the fourth largest central business district in New York City. Flushing's diversity is reflected by the numerous ethnic groups that reside there, including people of Asian, Hispanic, Middle Eastern, European, and African-American ancestry. It is part of New York's sixth congressional district, which is located entirely within Queens County. Flushing is served by five railroad stations on the Long Island Railroad Port Washington branch, branch, as well as the New York City Subway's IRT Flushing Line, which has its terminus at Main Street. The intersection of Main Street and Roosevelt Avenue is the third busiest intersection in New York City behind Times and Herald Squares. The neighborhood of Flushing is part of Queens Community Board 7 and the broader district of Flushing in Queens County. The Flushing neighborhood is bounded by Flushing Meadows, Corona Park to the west, Casena Boulevard to the east, the Long Island Expressway to the south, and Willits Point Boulevard to the north. Zip codes beginning with 113 are administered from a sectional center at Flushing's post office. The 113 prefix area extends northwest from Broadway, Flushing, Elmhurst, and Jackson Heights, south into Ridgewood, Forest Hills, and Fresh Meadows, and Murray Hill, Bayside, and Little Neck to the east. The Flushing was originally inhabited by the Matancock Indians prior to colonization and English settlement. On October 10th of 1645, Flushing was established by the Dutch on the eastern bank of Flushing Creek under charter of the Dutch West India Company and was part of the New Netherland Colony. The settlement was named after the city of Vesingian in the southwestern Netherlands, which is the main port of the company. However, by 1657, the residents called the place of Vissing eventually Flushing, which is the British name for Vicinagen, which was, was used. And despite being a Dutch colony, many of the early inhabitants were British. The original name is supposedly derived from the Dutch word uh, Fles, which means bottle. And unlike all other towns in the region, the Charter of Flushing allowed residents freedom of religion as practiced in Holland without the disturbance of any magistrate or ecclesiastical minister. However, New Amsterdam Director General Peter Stuyvesant issued an edict prohibiting the harboring of Quakers, and on December 27th of 1657, the inhabitants of Flushing approved a protest known as the Flushing Remonstrance. This petition contained religious arguments even mentioning freedom for Jews, 
Turks and Egyptians, but ended with a forceful declaration that any infringement of the town charter would not be tolerated. Subsequently, a farmer named John Bone held Quaker meetings in his home and was arrested for this and deported to Holland. Well, eventually he persuaded the Dutch West India Company to allow Quakers and others to worship freely, and as such, Flushing is claimed to be a birthplace of religious freedom in the New World. Landmarks remaining from the Dutch period in Flushing include the John Bone House on Bone Street and the Old Quaker Meeting House on Northern Boulevard. Now in 1664, the English took control of New Amsterdam, ending Dutch control of the colony, and renamed it the Province of New York. And when Queens County was established in 1683, the town of Flushing was one of the original five towns which the county compromised or comprised. And many historical references to Flushing are to this town. Bounded from Newtown on the west by Flushing Creek, which is now Flushing River, from Jamaica on the south by the watershed, and from Hempstead on the east by what later became the Nassau County Line. Now, the town was dissolved in 1898 when Queens became a borough of New York City, and the term Flushing today usually refers to a much smaller area, for example, the former village of Flushing. Flushing was a seat of power as the province of New York up to the American Revolution was led by Governor Codwalder Holden and based on at his Spring Hill estate. Flushing was the site of the first commercial tree nurseries in North America, the most prominent being the Prince, Bloodgood, and Parsons Nurseries, and much of the northern section of Casena Park, former site of the Parsons Nursery, still contains a wide variety of exotic trees. The naming of streets intersecting Casena Boulevard on its way toward Casena Park celebrates this fact. You have Ash Avenue, Beach, Cherry, Poplar, Quince, Rose. Well, Flushing also supplied trees to the Greensward Project, now known as Central Park in Manhattan. And during the American Revolution, Flushing, along with most settlements in present-day Queens County, favored the British and quartered British troops. Though one battalion of Scottish Highlanders is known to have been stationed at Flushing during the war. Following the Battle of Long Island, Nathan Hale, who was an officer in the Continental Army, was apprehended near Flushing Bay while on what was probably an intelligence-gathering mission and was later hanged. The 1785 Kingsland homestead, originally the residence of, of a wealthy Quaker merchant, now serves as the home of the Queen's Historical Society. And during the 19th century, as New York City continued to grow in population and economic vitality, so did Flushing. Its proximity to Manhattan was critical in its transformation into a fashionable residential area. On April 15th of 1837, the village of Flushing was incorporated within the town of Flushing, and the official seal was merely the words, Village of Flushing, surrounded by nondescript flowers. 
No other emblem or flag is known to have been used, and by the mid-1860s, Queens County had 30,429 residents. Flushing's growth continued with two new villages incorporating, College Point in 1867 and Whitestone in 1868. And in 1898, although opposed to the proposal, the town of Flushing, along with two other towns of Queens County, was consolidated into the city of New York to form the new borough of Queens. All towns, villages, and cities within the new borough were dissolved and local farmland continued to be subdivided and developed among transforming Flushing into a densely populated neighborhood of New York City. The continued construction of bridges over the Flushing River and the development of other roads increased the volume of vehicle traffic into Flushing, and in 1909, the construction of the Queensboro Bridge, also known as the 59th Street Bridge, over the East River connected Queens County to Midtown Manhattan. The introduction of railroad service to Manhattan in 1910 by the Long Island Railroad Port Washington Branch in, and in 1928 by the New York City Subway's IRT Flushing Line hastened the continued transformation of Flushing to a commuter suburb and commercial center. Due to increased traffic, a main roadway through Flushing named Broadway was widened and renamed Northern Boulevard. Now, Flushing was a forerunner of Hollywood and when the young American film industry was still based on the U.S. East Coast and Chicago, decades later, the RKO Keats Movie Palace would host vaudeville acts and appearances by the likes of Mickey Rooney, the Marx Brothers, and Hope Marks. In the 21st century, Flushing has cemented its status as an international melting pot, predominantly attracting immigrants from Asia and particularly from throughout the various provinces of China, but including newcomers from all over the world. Flushing Chinatown is centered around Main Street and the area to its west, most prominently along Roosevelt Avenue, which have become the primary nexus of Flushing Chinatown. However... Chinatown continues to expand southeastward along Casena Boulevard and northward beyond Northern Boulevard. The Flushing Chinatown houses over 30,000 individuals born in China alone, the largest Chinatown by this metric outside Asia, and one of the largest and fastest growing Chinatowns in the world. Well, in the 1970s, a Chinese community established a foothold in the neighborhood of Flushing, whose demographic constituency had not been predominantly non-Hispanic white, interdispersed with small Japanese community and the Chinese and 
this wave of immigrants from Taiwan were the first to arrive in developed Flushing's Chinatown. It was known as Little Taipei or Little Taiwan. Well, along with the immigrants from Taiwan at this time, a large South Korean population also called Flushing home. And before the 70s, Cantonese immigrants had vastly dominated Chinese immigration to New York City. However, during the 70s, the Taiwanese immigrants were the first wave of Chinese immigrants who spoke Mandarin rather than Cantonese to arrive in New York City. Many Taiwanese immigrants were additionally Hokkien and had relatives or correlation or correlation, correlation connections to Fujian province in China, which led to large influx, influxes of Fuzhanze Americans. So over the years, many new non-Cantonese ethnic Chinese immigrants from different regions and provinces of China started to arrive in New York City and settled in Flushing through word of mouth. And this led to the creation of a more Mandarin-speaking Chinatown or Mandarin town that gradually, gradually replaced Little Taipei. So the wave, the the this wave of immigrants spoke Mandarin and various religion and regional provisional dialects. The early nineties and two thousands brought a new wave of. Fuzhanese Americans and Wenzhou or Wenzhanese immigrants, and like the Taiwanese, they faced cultural and communication problems in Manhattan's dominant Cantonese-speaking Chinatown and settled in Flushing, as well as Elmhurst, Queens, which also has a significant Mandarin-speaking population. Flushing's China population became very diverse over the next few decades as people from different provinces started to um to arrive I don't know. let's see infusing their varied languages and cultures into this new chinatown and due to the increased opening of maitland china there has been a growing northern chinese population in flushing these diverse chinese immigrants and their populations have brought with them their own regional food cuisines which have led to flushing being considered a food mecca for Chinese regional Asian cuisine. Well, based on the data from the 2010 United States Census, the population of Flushing was 72,008 and an increase of 2,646, a little over 3.8% from the 69,362 counted in 2000. Covering an area of 853.06 acres, the neighborhood has a population density of 84.4 inhabitants per acre. The racial makeup of the neighborhood was 9.5%. So the demographics of, of Flushing make it very, very Chinese. And 
as we see from the last decade, the immigrant communities have really spread out over that uh, time frame and have really made Flushing their home. Compared to the Chinatown in Manhattan, it's pretty much almost the same. By that I mean it could have the very same foods that everybody in a American Chinese restaurant orders, what they like to call Chinese-American dishes, and we will, of course, uh, look into that later on in our series of uh, great food, as they say. And it's been said that compared to southern Chinese food, by that I mean Chinese, Chinese who dwell here in the south, in Florida, nothing compares more. There's no comparison, actually, in fact, to northern, northeast American Chinese cuisine than in the New York, New Jersey, and tri-county areas statewide up there in the northeast. You could argue that theory to the cows come home, folks. But remember, when you've eaten enough Chinese food as I have, you know about that. Well, we're going to pick up on the next episode of The Queen's New Yorker, episode 10, with the sections of Flushing. That means we'll look at diverse Chinese communities and their culture, the demographics, Satellite Chinatowns, the Korean community we'll look at. Um, it's all broken down. There's also going to be houses of worship, and it just goes on and on. Flushing is going to be at least a two- to four-part series, so please be patient when we get through this, because then, as we go along, um, you'll notice that the towns have much more to offer as far as the rich cultural history that they continue to have up there. And we thank you so much for joining us here on the Queens New Yorker, right here on Ustream, which is now IBM Cloud Video via our Mixcloud page. Thank you so much for joining me again. We'll see you next time. Hope you have a great week. And remember, be honest, be real, and keep it simple, stupid. Kiss. Have a great week. Bye-bye. You have been watching The Queen's New Yorker, Jason Kelly on a Jason DeCanio online presentation. Thank you for your support.
have been watching The Queen's New Yorker, Jason Kelly on a Jason DeCanio online presentation. Thank you for your support. WJDC, Winter Park, Orlando, the home of DeCanio's Jazz Show. Enjoy. <laughs>